0: Kodo and Podo. My friends.
1: Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. You can't have the pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast?
0: And the wannabes.
1: Sometimes I see you dance around the house
0: in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will.
1: Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can
0: you say stuck in the
1: 80s? The beast is fierce, but if we show no fear, we might escape.
0: What? Spearsy? why are you hugging me? Why in God's name are you wearing a loincloth?
1: We must show him who's in command.
0: Who is in command? What beast are you talking about? Your dog Benji? He's over there on the carpet with his back waiting for a tummy rub.
1: (laughs) You owe me your life, but I'll accept this as payment.
0: Easy there. You're quoting Beastmaster, aren't you? And don't you dare try to kiss me. Here, just take this glass of whiskey as payment.
1: Ugh, you're so sweaty. I am Dar. My village, Emer, was destroyed by the Jun Horde.
0: No, you're Spearsy. You're king of the dipshits. And your village of Castleberry can't be destroyed because it has the only Wawa store in existence that still sells Mickey's malt liquor in the Big Mouth jars.
1: You would do well to join me and my friends and follow the Juns. With them, you can die like a man. Not so with the priests of
0: R. Your friends? And now you're quoting Tanya Roberts' lines? Good God, help me. If you start trying to show me your Kodo and Poto, this show is over. Just cue the music.
1: Stuck in the eighties, it's your old pal Spearsy. And Brad in the jungle. <laughs> Today we venture back to ancient times and rediscover some prehistoric cheese by the name of Beastmaster. I uh, want this stranger. Bring him to
0: me, this master of the beasts. Stuck in the eighties is sponsored by
1: Why are you stopping?
0: I just wanted to see if you were going to try and squeeze in more references to either the Star Trek cruise or your pet ferrets.
1: Koto and Poto? No, I'm good. Please continue.
0: Stuck in the 80s is sponsored by. The 80s Cruise. Join Stuck in the 80s in 2023 <laughs> for a week long trip back into time on board the Royal Caribbean Navigator of the Seas. Performers will include Devo, Brett Michaels, Kim Wilde, The Church, Howard Jones, Living Color, Jody Watley, The Smithereens, with guest vocalist Marshall Crenshaw. All downhill from here. Fixin' Cutting Crew, <laughs> Midyear, Autograph, Tone Loke, and more. And first-time guests can get not one hundred, not one fifty, two hundred dollars of cabin credit just by using the promo code Stuck in Booking. That's S T U C K. You spell it. You get it. Just go to www.The80sCruise.com for more information.
1: What happened here today must never be known. Never. You have powers unlike anyone in the village. To touch a beast up here? Greetings, my excellent friends. Sorry for the long delay between podcasts, but Brad and I were busy fighting evil in another dimension.
0: Yeah, the dimension of timesheets and expense reports. (laughs) Now you're trying to quote from The Last Starfighter, and I'm not having it.
1: I can go back to Star Trek if you want. No, no, I'm good. By the way, totally unrelated, but I was rewatching the beginning of this movie just a few minutes ago, Mm. which, you know, we played the beginning music at the beginning of the show. It sounds way too much like the theme to Battlestar Galactica, don't you think?
0: Well, you know what they say. Good composers borrow great composer, Steele.
1: see? I have spoken he wants your children. Yeah. Well, you know, it was, it was a, a more innocent time when we <laughs> could have pet ferrets and name them practically the same thing for no reason whatsoever. I'm going to name you Kodo. You get a name too. Podo. Anyway, here's the point. So a few months ago, or, or so it seems, or so it feels
0: like, I guess. It does. Uh, yeah. A lot's gone down. That's all I yeah. to
1: say. <laughs> yeah. Brad and I agreed that we needed to make a 40th anniversary tribute to Beastmaster, but every week we punt and we do another topic instead. But this week I said, That's it. I'm prepared to do a show on nothing else. Really? <laughs> <So> <laughs> let's, really? Let's kneel over, squat, and uh, out comes Beastmaster. <laughs>
0: Oh come on! I think you're damning it a little too harshly there. It's a great movie. It's not gonna change your life, but
1: you know it's fun. Here's the thing: I'm I'm on Facebook still, but you're not, right?
0: Yeah, I have an account, but I don't really go there.
1: Right. So anyone who tries to message you on Facebook is pretty much wasting their time. They're correct? basically
0: yelling into the garbage can yeah. the social media.
1: I go. So you know how Facebook gives you like your Facebook Memories, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There was a period of time where for some reason I was constantly posting quotes and photos from Beastmaster because I was rewatching it. Hmm. Okay. And so there there was a time in Stuck in Eighties history when I wanted nothing more than to do a podcast about Beastmaster, but when I tried to watch it again this time. Now keep in mind we just had our seventeenth birthday, the podcast.
0: Oh, our podcast is gonna be working
1: on its college application <laughs> soon. We got no birthday cards, but that's okay. Uh, that's all right so seventeen years of doing stuck in I'm trying to watch Beastmaster and it's just not taking you know it's like it's just it's just not assimilating i'm 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 trying to watch it I'm trying to watch it in ten minute chunks. I can't make it ten minutes in. you know I'm trying to remember what it was I loved about it the first time, and like it's it's coming to me, but it's not coming to me. I don't know what's changed over the last seventeen years. I would have killed to do a podcast about this in two thousand five. Mm. But I, I so I had a hard time and that's kind of why it's taken us this long to do this show
0: it checks out also gentle listeners I had some family stuff going on so that's why production yes. has been a little slower
1: lately but. right we've done a lot of interview shows lately yeah a couple more coming up some more authors I think I just finished a really good book uh, set in central Florida in the 80s so that'll be fun to talk about you can um, read <laughs> I read on a Kindle now before bed
0: yeah, it's, it's you start what I, doing
1: that and you'll never be able to pick up a book again. She's you're like, "What is this heavy paper?" No. And the the weird thing is, it's like so. Once upon a time in my stuck in his life, my, my usual nighttime activity was to drink until I don't remember what's going on, and then I wake up and it's morning. It's like Groundhog's Day every day.
0: And he's texted me seventeen strange things. <laughs>
1: yeah, but nowadays, I more likely than not, I'm going to read a eighties book or a book about the eighties on my Kindle for an hour before going to bed. So anyway, this has nothing to do with Beastmaster.
0: <laughs> it's just Beastmaster adjacent, like most uh, of the stuff we're gonna say today.
1: Yeah, this is more interesting than the stuff we're gonna say about Beastmaster, I'm afraid. Let's get started. Let's talk about the plot. I've tried to boil this down as much as I can. Ready? Hit me. The Beast. it's actually the Beastmaster, not Scorpions. Not the Beastmaster <laughs> We're so stuck on that. It's ridiculous. Uh, uh, we're going to do a coffee table book one year. <laughs> it's just going to be the... It's gonna, it a, oh,
0: oh, it's going to be like two-sided. Like if you turn it upside down, it's the bands that start with a V and you turn it the other way. It's yes. will start with a V. Oh. I'll get, I'll get on the horn to the publishers.
1: So on one side, it'll be the Beastmaster. And we will say about it, 1982 sword and sorcery film, which by the way is just a great genre name, sword and sorcery. Mm, it really
0: is, and it speaks to fifteen year old Brad.
1: Life is a circle. I'm sure we'll see each other again. It has Mark Singer, Tanya Roberts, John Amos, Rip Torn, loosely based on the 1959 novel The Beast Master. Two words instead of oh.
0: Well, I see what they did there.
1: By Andre Norton, it's a film about a man who can communicate with animals and who fights with an evil wizard and his army here's some
0: trivia for you. Andre Norton. So Andre Norton was a pretty prolific sci-fi writer. It turns out Andre Norton was a pen name for whom for Alice Mary Norton
1: No. Wrote
0: under a male name because she kind of twigged to the fact, and this is sadly a stereotype and also true that dudes mainly read the
1: sci-fi. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Show over.
0: Stuck in the eighties is now on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, go to
1: patreon.com. That's better trivia than I have written down for the rest that's of the show. That's not
0: trivial. That's a fact.
1: No, that's I know, but it's, it's not. <laughs> trivia doesn't mean it's false. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's critically important. I wouldn't call it trivia anyway. at all.
0: Yeah, anyway, so that's a fun fact. I think I've actually not read very much of uh, her work, but I am
1: familiar no. with her. So commercially at the box office, this movie was a complete dud. It wasn't a complete dud, but let's just say it didn't uh, – uh,
0: like the cash register on fire?
1: It was no beast, and nor was it a master. He is a freak. A freak who speaks to animals. But it became a cult classic thanks to the cable networks. It had two sequels, a syndicated TV series, none of which I've seen. So start writing your email letter protests now.
0: Do you want... You ready for the big moment of this show? It's not about Andre Norton.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I had never seen this movie until I watched it for this podcast.
1: I just really? Never saw it.
0: Yeah. I don't know how that's possible because it's one of those movies. Like you say, it was literally on twenty-four hours a day on well, some channel.
1: Dennis Miller once joked that HBO stands for "Hey, Beastmasters on."
0: Yeah. So I, I'm not sure how I avoided it, but I had never seen it. And you know what? I liked it. It's, <laughs> it's cheesy as I'll get out What you call it? Old cheese. It is a very well aged. Piece of cheese right but like i said a minute ago 15 year old brad really appreciated this this is like a D adventure
1: you texted me a lot while you were watching it in the first 10 minutes you were pretty pissed off
0: yeah and then i kind of you know it's Actually, that's kind of like when I saw um, GoldenEye, the first 10 minutes of GoldenEye, where um, Pierce Brosnan like dives off a cliff on a motorcycle after f- a plane that's just tipped over it. And I'm like, what the actual f- is going on? There's no way that works. Like that That's is- just stupid. And then 20 minutes later, I'm cheering as he drives <laughs> a tank through the streets of Russia with that freaking statue of a horse on top of it. That's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, first of all, stop. It takes me a while
1: to settle into it. Stop right there. The first 10 minutes of GoldenEye are amazing and it's be- the whole, whole, the whole, I want
0: I to understand reach the phone and now. strangle you. No, I, you, you'll forgive okay, I get me. It. it just I, takes
1: me a while to warm up to okay. it. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm back, I'm back in control. I'm, I'm Beastmaster mode turned off.
0: Actually, one more thing about that <laughs> uh, James Bond movie. I said loudly in the theater as he climbs into the cockpit Give me a f- break! <laughs> <laughs> but then I, you know, I settled in and I enjoyed that movie. I'd yeah. watch it now if it was on. Anyway, back to the Beastmaster.
1: By the end of the movie, you were texting me like these glorious prose extolling its virtues.
0: That sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, it's it is it is to be celebrated. I'm not saying it's a good movie, but it is to be celebrated. It has yeah. a certain. There's something to it. I can't quite put my finger on it.
1: The sword and sorcery genre is a complicated genre. Let's put it that way. I mean, yeah, it has to toe a line between like a little, a little, a wink and a nod. It it can't be completely serious. Yeah, it has to go over the top. Right. And if
0: it's over the top, that your ferrets save you from weird <laughs> quicksand by being. An ounce heavy enough to bend a branch, enough for you to reach it. Then, <laughs> hey,
1: cool. Isn't it cool though that? Let's face it. Back then, we were worried about two things in life: Bigfoot and quicksand. It's true.
0: You're absolutely right.
1: We didn't have Bigfoot in this movie, but we had
0: we have quicks- quicksand.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you know they trot out the
0: tropes. It's good you got the you got the woman in the bikini <laughs> for no apparent reason. Right. Oh, uh, sun, sunburn. We don't worry about sunburn in H&M. ancient times. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, they saw the big ozone layer. I guess that was it. Yeah, that's probably but, it. You know, you've got some really <laughs> weird bat people. Birdman. Du- Bird- oh, Birdman. Dussex Machina, or however you say that at the end. They, you know, they saved the day. But you're like, okay, yeah, they're. It's Chekhov's Birdman. If you see Birdman in the first act, he better show <laughs> up at the end. That's, yeah. And he does.
1: By the way, that that scene still scares the shit out of me. Uh, yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> I'm trying to think when I saw this for the first time. I must have been. I'm 99% sure I did not see this in the theaters.
0: Well, I can tell you I didn't, but we've already established that.
1: It would have been on HBO, and I'm sure I saw it early 80s. I would have loved it because there was needless nudity. I didn't know at that time that Rip Torn would end up being a comedian, not an evil <laughs> wizard priest. Not my axe. <laughs> axe. And Mark Singer who plays Dar. That same year, he came out with a movie called If You Can See What I Hear. Did you ever see that movie?
0: Uh, I remember it. I don't think I ever saw it.
1: It's pretty great for a 15-year-old or whatever age we were. Sure.
0: Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Know your audience.
1: He plays like this blind musician who's basically a Lothario. (laughs) Drives drunk in his car with his best friend basically telling him, turn left, turn right, hit the brakes. (laughs) You know? (laughs) <laughs> P- picks up women every night at the bar. It's another cable movie, you know that you see okay, yeah. a thousand times. You also probably also, also, you know, kind of worship Mark Singer. He was in Dallas, he was in V. Yeah, he had a
0: pretty good thing going there.
1: He he was on a roll there. He yeah, did absolutely. reprise, he did come back and play Dara in 1991 for Beastmaster 2 Through the Portal of Time. Oh. <laughs> Which huh. I didn't I didn't see as much.
0: Where does he uh, go? Does he go to the future? The future,
1: City on the Edge of Forever.
0: Um, oh, that'd be a crossover and a half.
1: Yeah. By the way, I don't know. I know you don't watch uh, Star Trek Discovery, but I have to just say there's an episode that is a throwback to City on the Edge of Forever. Just so really
0: nice. nice. Yeah, I like that.
1: And you don't know it till the very end when he says, "I am the Guardian." <gasps> And then
0: the scales fall from your eyes, and you realize the awesomeness that has been presented to you. Yes,
1: Anyway, I did not see Through the Portal of Time because I, as much as I love fans of Stuck in the 80s, uh, I I just can't. There are (laughs)
0: limits. There are limits.
1: Tanya Roberts, as we said, plays the slave girl Kiri, probably best known for, as Brad would probably know, playing A View to a Kill, the Bond girl.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's a Bond girl in that. She got
1: that job based on this movie.
0: Oh, yeah? Gee, I wonder which scene. (laughs)
1: That scene also landed her about a billion other roles in the uh, genre we like to call erotic thrillers.
0: Oh, gosh. (laughs) Cinemax after dark.
1: (laughs) I feel dark just saying that. Oh,
0: Uh, well, you can't feel as bad as I did screening Last American Virgin for our Patreon.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's right.
0: I guess it was just last week. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's uncomfortable to watch it, but to, to actually host it and show it to other people, I'm delivering this to you, so I, some of the shame sticks to me. When yeah, they, yeah. oh gosh, you need to explain
1: to people bad. what this is.
0: So I started the virtual drive-in on the Patreon group, and we've done this once. It worked pretty well. Uh, I just I take a movie that, in this case, it was Last American Version, and the reason I did it was because it wasn't available streaming any place. So even if you wanted to watch it, it's kind of hard to find. So I got a copy, I ripped it, and I shared it over Zoom. Please don't call the studio and tell them I did that. But uh, it worked pretty well. Everyone seemed to have a pretty good experience. And you know, if you've ever been to a drive-in theater and you're listening to this podcast, it's likely that you have. Uh, you know, the picture isn't always super great, and sometimes the audio is coming out of a little tin can the size of you know your Apple Watch or whatever you got wearing <laughs> you're wearing now. And so it does maybe it doesn't sound great, right, maybe it doesn't look great. It's just kind of part of the experience. We had a really good time. We watched it, and there was like you know chat going in the sidebar.
1: It was good. It was open only to our patrons. Right. And you even showed previews.
0: I did. I picked some previews from. Uh, actually, I showed the Beastmaster trailer because Beastmaster was like. I tried to pick movies that were going to be out in the couple of months after Last American Virgin was released. So I think I did Beastmaster, My Favorite Year, which now I really want to watch again. It's so good. Uh, creep Show. And yeah. I forget what the other one was. But anyway, it was fun. And then just yeah. to get everyone in the mood, I played the old HBO intro, the like oh. the fly-through.
1: I really appreciated that, by the way. Excellent.
0: So we'll do that again. That was fun. That's yeah. something we're doing for the Patreon group that uh you know, is a little value add. If
1: you yeah, sure. So anyway, continuing about the cast, John Amos plays Seth, which is an odd name for that time period.
0: <laughs> that too. I'm like they call me Bob. <laughs>
1: I love Johnny Mr. Pick a decade and I can name something he was in. Coming to America, Die Hard 2, Good Times, The West Wing.
0: Yeah, he was the guy that he pops up and I'm like, wait a minute. What's this guy (laughs) doing in this movie? You're too good for this. But he plays it straight. He's serious. Like everyone plays it pretty straight, which I think is why it works. Like there's not a lot of nod wink to the
1: camera. Face the animal on his own terms. Line, you are not so very strong the actor who plays young dar is billy jane we'll call him william jane now because he's probably our age. he's all grown up he played the brother buddy in the movie just one of the guys you mm-hmm. know who has the line all balls itch you know
0: he also played uh mikey randall in my favorite 90s television series parker lewis can't lose yeah. also known as the best version of ferris bueller on television
1: he's had pretty solid work yeah he's- here's the oddball pick Rip Torn <laughs> plays the evil wizard priest Max with, yes, with two A's, Max. Max. And, and God, what what has he not been in? He, he's, his career lasted like 60 years. It started in the fifties. And I, I think I first saw him in Larry, on the Larry Sanders show. Yeah. And, and the movie defending your life.
0: I always think of him now as patches, O'Houlihan from dodgeball. <laughs> that
1: was a good, that was a good one.
0: If you could dodge a witch, you could dodge a wrench, and you could dodge a ball. His parents wanted to make sure that there was no way he was ever going to be able to find a license plate with his name on it at the medieval amusement parks. Speaking of dodgeball, one of the things that I did a couple weeks ago was I actually played dodgeball in a at a work event. We had like this big L.A. office wide dodgeball tournament. Yeah, we went out about as fast as the average Joe's did against those Girl Scouts. Oh no! It was fun. It was bad yeah get, you know
1: I don't want anybody hit with a rubber ball at my age the, the,
0: the kids the kids these days are a little more motivated than I was. Well, we didn't use the playground balls like I was expecting the red playground balls. There were these little like you could easily palm it kind of soft squishy balls, so you couldn't you honestly you couldn't throw them that hard. Oh, it's like trying to throw a wiffle ball really hard, but still we you know we failed
1: oh no, not you. Why me? I'm a coward. <laughs> couldn't you just fly back and tell him you couldn't find me? This is a weird movie. There's there's not a lot of trivia associated with it. I, among the only gems I could find, um, Demi Moore auditioned for the part of Kiri. And that would have been huh. fine by me. <laughs>
0: you know, <laughs> so, I'm sure she could have delivered those lines with the requisite
1: to sincerity. With that, smoking, yeah. that, that smoky voice of hers. Yeah. Koto and... Poto the ferrets, it took 25 ferrets. To oh my gosh, <laughs> are you kidding me? No, to play those two parts oh my gosh. because they can't be trained.
0: Oh, interesting. I mean, so, I had a, I had a friend here in California that had ferrets and they, I don't know if they still are, but they were illegal <laughs> to have them as pets.
1: In certain states, and I think California's one of them.
0: And he was a, he was always like if you said the word ferret around him you would get 10 minutes on. Oh, I yeah. don't understand it. They're wonderful like people think they're going to go feral but they're too stupid. <laughs>
1: like <laughs> you have to decent them, don't you? You have to take out their scent glands? I,
0: I have no idea. This is this is what things I don't want to know for $100. Yeah, please. no
1: they I think when some guy in my fraternity had one and I think you had to descent them.
0: Oh. Um did it he took, call it Koto or Poto?
1: Would have been out by then. I, I'm surprised we didn't. I, I don't think we made the connection. The, the tiger, by the way, the black tiger is actually mm-hmm. uh, it was supposed to be a panther, but panthers allegedly are skittish mm. and Especially can't be on tr- big swords. <laughs> yeah, so they dyed a tiger black.
0: Yeah, you could tell something was up with that.
1: <laughs> well, look around his mouth. You could see that it had worn off every time he but, took but a drink once of water. Again,
0: if you're in for the, you know, you. As Steve Spears says, buy the ticket, take the ride. Yeah. Like Once he, once Brad got past his anger and just decided to soak in it in, yeah. the, in the Stuck in the 80s hot tub with the it. ferrets, then I was like, this is great. Yeah, of course that's tiger with stripes. I don't care. That yeah. man also can't talk to him. I've decided that was okay, but I got problems with fake stripes.
1: Come on. The reception of the movie was, um, shall we say, mixed.
0: <laughs> Muted. <laughs> like...
1: Like the drink I'm having at the moment. Uh, Gene Siskel, (laughs) Chicago Tribune, gave it two stars. Said, it isn't bad as much as it is over long, which I will agree with. It's a little too long. (laughs) Uh, The New York Times thought the film was, quote, neither better nor worse than Conan the Barbarian and looks both big and cheap.
0: Okay, I want to talk about that more later, but... You know, if you are making it cheap and you can make it look big, good for you. Yeah. Hey, I don't care if you film this in the outer steps of wherever. If it looks big and you didn't spend too much money on it, that's amazing.
1: You know what else is big and cheap? (laughs) The The Seggies. What's happening, hot stuff? Uh, By the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. It feels like I'm just... I'm in a little red wagon rolling down a hill every time I say that. Mystery movie mm. moment. It's good times. Speaking of John Amos. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we will play a snippet of a movie from the 80s. That is the decade we are about. Boy, when I start explaining things, it, that's not a good thing. <laughs> I'm just saying. I like it. Uh, you know what pisses me off when people say that, oh, you know, we're too critical of the 80s?
0: Uh, oh, really? Yeah. So I know, I know, like listeners, you can email me and tell me this. I do know if you can still tell me. I know we're not supposed to read the reviews. Like that's rule one, don't read the reviews. But I subscribe to a service that kind of gives us our weekly rankings and different Apple charts, which is usually in the low 400s or so. I mean, seriously, we're we're not, you know, we're not exactly this American life. I understand. (laughs) But it will occasionally bubble through a review. We get a review a couple weeks ago. Some guy's like, oh, it's okay. You know, at least they're not always screaming like some of those other podcasts, but they just don't seem to be passionate about it. I'm like, excuse me? Yeah, for 640 something episodes, we're just like, I don't care about this. You want to talk about it? F-ing, I got nothing else to do. Okay, fine. Let's talk about this. I hate it. Even better.
1: You know what, reviewer? Screw you. Say it to my face. No, every once in a while we get somebody who says that we're a little negative. And I don't think they realize that 99% of our waking time, this is what we love doing. We love reliving the movies. We love reliving the the music. Do we sometimes say that some of our boyhood fantasies don't age well? Yeah. Yeah, you know,
0: because we're realists.
1: I'm 55 f- years old.
0: <laughs> anyway, all that is to say... <laughs> If you're a long-time listener and you like it, if you're a new listener and you like it, throw us a review, throw us a rating. It helps, and then then I don't get pissed about the one guy who gives us a three-star review because we're quote not passionate about anything.
1: By the way, Brad never forwards these to me, so I'm assuming that it's all like Steve's an asshole.
0: No, no, I just figure why get you riled up like because I'm. You know riled it up. does. You
1: know it gets yeah. me like super pissed off. Anyway, yeah, so. we will play a snippet of a '80s movie that we clearly don't give a shit about. <laughs> But we've taken enough time to craft the quote to a point where we know that the majority of our listeners will recognize it. And uh, if you guess right, you're entered into the drawing for the postal friendly bottle opener, which Brad says he took a short holiday from sending out, but he is in the process of doing them now. I'm
0: all caught up. I'm all caught up.
1: I don't think there's anything in my life I'm caught up on right now except for my mortgage payments. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. We still get a house to, to, to stay in. By the way, we briefly uh, pondered renaming our podcast. What was it?
0: Oh, The Podcaster's Upstairs. He's because, on the
1: upstairs extension. Because we're both podcasting from upstairs.
0: Yeah. After 17 years, it's probably time to rename
1: it, right? <laughs> anyway, yeah. Because we, we, we just really hate the brand. So, anyway. We're not passionate about
0: anything, Steve, <laughs> okay. let alone ourselves. This is it.
1: This can going be a very violent drinking night, I can tell. <laughs> God help anyone who has. Who I have in uh, my my uh, call history. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Anyway, pay attention. This was the mystery clip from episode six thirty eight. Thor, Sarah, oh Thor, mighty god of thunder. Who is this kid? Yes, that's of course adventures in babysitting, which I had just watched like the night before. How's that hold up? Really, really well. I in fact. Nice. I had thought, like, I was sitting down thinking, well, I can remember, like, two funny moments. And I was surprised by how much of it really was still great, for lack of a better term, after I've had two drinks.
0: I mean, it's, you know, it's the Odyssey writ small. (laughs)
1: It's just very, very small. Anyway, um, we had some winners. Brad's still typing them in, I see.
0: Well, I just re- I'm just i like, surely we had more winners than this, and I'm searching through my email, and yes, there are several more, so I'm adding them in. There might be a pause in the in the action here while I trim this so as I can finish typing these quadrillion names in.
1: While he's doing that, let me just say that I think we watched it on the original VHS tape. What? Do you still have a VHS player? No, I don't, but the missus does. She has a well, combination. Well, yeah, you do. Well, yeah, I, mean, no, I like to think that it's, well, it's ours now. Yeah. She has a combination VHS DVD player. And it, now, the downside is it is old enough that it, it literally takes from the moment you turn it on to the moment you can use it about 10 minutes to warm up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could preset my oven to cook a pizza in less time. Mm. But Tell that being said, that. It, it, but it still works. And we watched this movie on the original VHS tape.
0: I'm going to bet that's on Disney
1: Plus right now. Uh, Probably. I know they did a remake, which is pointless, but whatever. We enjoyed it. It was good. Um, Elizabeth Shue. Uh, I mean, you know, such a varied resume in the 80s. I'm just killing time while Brad still types names here, by the way, in case you're wondering why I'm like. <laughs>
0: I'm going to edit this all out. This is all going to be outtakes.
1: Really? Oh, me saying all these interesting things?
0: Uh, I'll keep the interesting parts. <laughs> I'm serious there. I'm like, this is weird. There should be more. And then I go to look. I'm like, yeah, there's like 40 names I can get in here.
1: You don't have to type them all in.
0: Yeah, I do. I owe it to the listeners because I'm passionate about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You should keep this part of it. Uh, Maybe we will. Allegedly, from what I remember, uh, memory serves, which right now it's fading, most of Adventures in Babysitting, which is set in Chicago, was filmed in Vancouver.
0: Oh, no, not one it, of those. Yeah,
1: it's only the downtown scenes. Okay, well, I get it. I, that, that's why it's important sometimes to go back and watch these things again. Now, here's a, another example because I'm still killing time because Brad is literally still typing these in. Rick and Kenosha, Brian with an E hey, in Boulder. Hey, 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 hey,
0: don't, <laughs> don't do my job, mister.
1: I convinced her to watch Streets of Fire.
0: Oh, wow, okay.
1: So we started watching that, and I got to admit, Another situation where from the last time I saw it, and we did a podcast on that. Yeah, I remember it. I remember loving it then. And I remember watching it, but, but I also remember watching it like a week ago with the missus, and we were both like, um.
0: Uh, wow, gosh, I think I left some dryer in the <laughs> yeah. painter or something. How
1: late the gym open? Do you think I can still go get you know, 30 minutes in on the uh, <laughs> elliptical? <laughs> it doesn't age as well. Or there's a sudden age where it goes from like, Fresh to spoiled, like, you know, chicken yeah, just, in the, chicken just in the passed, fridge.
0: cross cross some line that you weren't aware of.
1: It was almost like it was a different edit or something. I just didn't like it. Huh. I cannot stall for more time. You're going to have to finish this up.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm finishing. I'm close. I don't know. My my brain obviously snapped. My search skills have left. All that remains for me is to enjoy having oatmeal spooned into my maw while I sit drooling at the window.
1: Have you tried the overnight oats, by the way? No. It's like a big trend right now.
0: I'm not quite that desperate for food in the mornings yet.
1: It's just there's this new trend and like I keep trying to decide if I want to try it or not. Where you like you make it the night before and you put it in the fridge and it soaks huh. up the milk and then you okay. eat it the day of like in your car on your way to work, which doesn't matter to me cuz I don't drive to work cuz I work from home. I really hope that if you don't keep this in the regular show that you like make it a patron, patron extra or something.
0: I think I got everybody.
1: <laughs> okay, here we go then. Brad's ready to read the winners of this week's mystery movie moment.
0: Okay, folks. <clears throat> Everyone knows this one, apparently, and a lot of people wrote in about it. Here we go. This week's winners include Joe Bob Perdue, Mark Campbell, Hangry Jeremy, Kevin Pipe Wench, the legend Steve McLame. Oh, my gosh, the legend Steve McLame! We haven't heard from you in forever. I thought maybe you were trapped under something heavy. I was going to send over the, the haggis truck to feed you. Becky the rocker pixie, Colin Hall, Alan Titus, Lee Graham, John Clexton, Michelle in Lexington, Kevin in Denver, Brock in North Dakota, Chris Cooling, Heather Spawn, Gene in Hollister, Cincinnati Joe, Keanu from Midmo, Alan B, Matt who used to be in Oregon and is now in Tennessee, Alvin Wilson, Todd in Minnesota, Patrick, Gypsy, Juggler, Thompson, John Demacus, Chris, the 80s queen of Massachusetts, Chad in Henderson, North Carolina. No, that's not correct. Chad in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Dave <laughs> Parrott, Sherry rhymes with starry, Shari rhymes with starry, Eric Miller, Scott in Perry, Georgia, Mark Wilson stuck in Colfax, Illinois, Rick in Kenosha, Brian with an E in Boulder, Chad and Callie, Peter from Belton, Rhonda Presley, Carlos stuck in Pennsylvania, Steve Paulson, Dave, Dave's not here, Mike, you can roll a rolla, Monica Effing Minkle, Chuck Whaley, Gordon Shumway, Paul in South Dakota, and plane pulling Tom.
1: Plane pulling Tom. That guy's got a hand grip, by the way. I'm wrung out. (laughs) What's with Brian with an E? Why? Why would?
0: Uh, It's just like Max's parents. His parents (laughs) wanted him to not be able to find a a license License... plate with his name
1: on it. Brian, with an E, I, I have to wonder, was that, a, was that an issue growing up? Like, did you, were you upset when you went to, like, a theme park and you couldn't find your license plate with your name on it because it's unusual spelling? I mean, uh, I feel your pain. Like, I mean, I, I go by Steve or Steven, but when I go by Steven, it's with a PH. And so nobody has a PH. Because...
0: Nobody does that. Yeah.
1: Anyway, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery movie clip.
0: Two bits, four bits, six bits of peso awful stand up and say so
1: (laughs) if you know it email us at podcast at com. I can't believe I don't write this down and tune in next week to find out if you're a winner Out ah, of the mystical refrain that name that 80s tune. We will play a snippet of a song from the 80s if you get it right. Again, glory awaits you in the form of a metallic device that will not go through TSA, so you should put it in your checked luggage.
0: Uh, actually, my son carries this in his wallet, and he says he goes through security with it all the time.
1: Well, then, son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> I know. It must be that winning smile.
1: Yeah. He's a charming boy, and he does have a wonderful <laughs> smile. Anyway. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystical clip. That's Breakaway by Big Pig. Like a child in his fantasy. Punching holes in the walls of reality. All my life i wanted to fly. But I don't have the wings. And I wonder why I can't break away. Okay, funny story here. The only reason this is in the show is because we watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure.
0: Oh, I thought it was just like an adventure tie-in.
1: Nope, nope. We actually watched
0: Babysitting, Bill and Ted's Big Adventure. We
1: try to watch an eighties movie each week that she's never seen before.
0: Oh wow! Okay. So if you have
1: a nomination, of course you don't know what she's seen before or not, but I'm just gonna say, you got a deep cut you want to suggest? Oh, I have ideas. (laughs) Not Zorro the Gay Blade.
0: Oh, it's good. (laughs)
1: It's not. We have some winners, and it won't take you 10 minutes to read them.
0: I know, and I got these all my first pass through. I'm feeling pretty good about myself here. Here we go. Winners this week include Jeff and Chester, Chris Cooling, Gene and Hollister, Tommy Doucette in Boston. Boy, it's old-timers week, and by which I mean people have listened to a long time. Not that you're old, Tommy. Love ya. Bill <laughs> from Adelaide, La Luna in San Diego, Dave De La Dirt. Alvin Wilson, Marlin from south of Fort Worth, Texas. Kevin serving wench. Richard the Big Bunny on an island in the San Francisco Bay. Hoping that's not Alcatraz, Richard. <laughs> Mike and Oz. Chris in Huntsville. Kevin in Chilliwack. Chilliwack. Oh, gosh. I forgot. Don't even I don't start. Even Kevin. Dave. Dave's not here. And Donnie Gettle rhymes with Club Remix, who writes, I first heard this song at a club called Chances in Stillwater, Oklahoma, when I was at Oklahoma State University. This is the song that made me want to be a club DJ. Within a year, I was doing just that and still playing this track. Huh? Yeah, nice.
1: Nice. Very well done. Let's spin the wheel. Let's find out who takes home the hardware.
0: Yeah, I've, this thing's been sitting idle in my office for months. Here we go. <laughs> you ready?
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Ooh, an angry spin is a good spin. I agree. That's what my dad taught me.
0: Long may it wave.
1: Looks like it's going to land on Richard the Big Bunny on an island in San Francisco Bay. Are there more than? Isn't Alameda an island in San Francisco Bay?
0: I don't know the names of them. I know there's there's Angel Island. I think that's kind of on the way in over on the Bay Bridge. Maybe I don't. Don't ask me San Francisco geography questions.
1: The only reason I know about Alameda, Star Trek IV: The Voyage Home.
0: Ah, very nice.
1: (laughs) telling you, I'm auditioning for the other crews. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com. Don't leave a comment on our official website because we won't read it for another month. And then tune in in a few weeks. Maybe you'll get lucky. Until then, we take a pause for this commercial break. The centipedes are coming. Get your fingers moving fast and the spider's out to get you. Do you think that you can last? You can shoot him in the middle. He will only break in two. And the fleets are even faster if you look away, you're through. See the scorpion a dancing? He can really help you score. But the centipede's immortal keeps coming back for more. Centipede is from Atari and it's faster than a jet. If you're looking for some action, it's the game you gotta get. Centipede. free for Atari. And we're back. We have time to just talk one more thing. How does Beastmaster rank with other sword and sorcery movies of the 80s? Go.
0: (laughs) I'm going to put it pretty high, honestly. I'm going to put it pretty high. Um, I think the natural comparison is to Conan the Barbarian because they both came out in 1982. Yeah. And the thing about – here's the thing. The thing about Conan versus Dar – Conan was an offensive lineman, and Dar ran cross-country. <laughs> so Conan's built like a tank. But Dar can get into tight spots. Also, Dar has ferrets in his pocket, but that's a whole different problem. <laughs> yeah, so there, there are there are some differences that are born right of that. Like, look, he's just not as... He's fit, don't get me wrong. The guy did not skip leg day, but he's not like... <laughs> I pushed this giant wheel in the desert from the time I was ten years old until I was in my mid teens or however old Conan is when he gets the, sold the, to the guy.
1: The narrator makes a big difference with Conan. Yeah. That's I yeah. think that, that helps set it apart too. There's like I, there's I mean, like a majestic quality to having a narrator.
0: And you know, also Dar is fighting Rip Torn. <laughs> Conan is fighting James Earl Jones. I mean, he's fighting Darth Vader. Did we know yeah. that at that point? I'm not sure. I guess we knew he was Darth Vader. I don't Spatter. think we
1: would have put the two and two together.
0: Well, um, but it's just the voice and the presence. You killed kill
1: one it. of my pets. <laughs> Here's the other sword movies that I would put above Beastmaster. I would put Crawl above it. I'd put Highlander. Above it? Different. If
0: different, it's different. It's I know you're going to say that it's got sword and sorcery in it, but I think uh, Highlander is more, I think Highlander's more sci-fi. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah, okay. it's fine. It's we, we can um, differ. As long else? as we're not passionate about it, we can
1: um, Does Excalibur rise? I would say Excalibur is a little different, too, because it's a little bit more based on...
0: It's not as original a story, maybe. Yeah. It's um, kind of weak sauce because then we have to throw out Clash of the Titans, too. I would
1: put Beastmaster above Dragonslayer. I'd put it above Clash of the Titans. I'd put it above Lady Hawk. <gasps> you take that back. Lady Hawk, if it had a better score, that's the weak link.
0: I mean, you're not wrong. It's not a great score, and the score kind of takes you out of it, but oh, I love that movie. Maybe I need to watch it again. <laughs>
1: Um, I'd put it above legend. i put it above Red Sonja. Uh,
0: yeah, it's definitely above Red Sonja.
1: I'd put um, it above never-ending story. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Do you disagree or agree with us?
0: Yeah, let us know. I mean, I know how shy and reserved our listeners are. They never email <laughs> us at podcast at sit80s.com.
1: Uh, in the meantime, keep your kodo and your poto to yourself as Brad and I remain here. Hopelessly
0: Stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is now on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash stuck in the 80s podcast. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music, and thanks for listening.